for me, the starting point has to be, you know, this is about humans plus AI. This is not about replacing people. Forget replacing people. That's just not an intention. Forget it. Welcome to the Thriving on Overload podcast. I am Ross Dawson, a futurist and entrepreneur fascinated by how human minds create value from information and author of the book Thriving on Overload. Every week, I speak to incredible people who share how they use unlimited information to create massive value and keep ahead of accelerating change. If you want to learn more about this valuable topic, go to thrivingonoverload.com, which includes podcast episodes and transcripts, excerpts from the book, articles, You can sign up for our weekly Tips for Thriving newsletter to help you improve your habits. And there are also details on the Thriving on Overload interactive course, which guides you through the journey of amplifying your information productivity. That's thrivingonoverload.com. Building on my work on Thriving on Overload, I'm also focusing on the theme of humans plus AI to help massively augment your productivity using artificial intelligence. If you want access to a raft of resources, frameworks, guides, and tutorials, just go to humansplustechnology.com. If you find this episode useful, please do take just 10 seconds to hop into iTunes or whatever app you're using to listen to this to give the podcast a rating or a quick review. These are all free resources that would be massively helpful to me to make this project feasible and also help others to make this easier to find. Well, this is a bit of a different episode. It's an interview with me. So I'm Ross Dawson, a futurist, entrepreneur, and author most recently of Thriving on Overload. Uh, so you can find me at rossdawson.com or uh, on Twitter at Ross Dawson or sharing mostly on LinkedIn these days. But uh, today I am speaking with my colleague, uh, Ruby. Yes. So, hey, Ross, I am Ruby Herrera and I'm an entrepreneur myself um, and I've been working with Ross for about a year now um, and I've really gotten to witness firsthand and be involved in, you know, this whole journey that Thriving on Overload has been through this far. So really excited to get to chat with you today, Ross, about, you know, the evolution of the podcast and the future plans for the brand. Um, So, you know, take us back. You wrote Thriving on Overload. You built a brand around it, including, you know, the course and the podcast and people who follow your work and your LinkedIn, you know, they might have seen that you're delving into the world of of humans plus AI. Um, so tell us about you know what you're doing right now. What work are you doing with humans plus AI? So this uh, is an extraordinary time in uh, human history, I think, and I think many other people see the same thing. Where you know AI has been developing for quite a while, sort of from the late '50s, and gradually developing. And in the last six to nine months, we've kind of had a bit of a leap where people can really appreciate quite how powerful the AI is. And so my frame around this is around all technology. All technology is how does it help us? How does it augment us? How does it make us better? How does it enable us to achieve more? And so it's exactly the same thing with AI. This is all about humans plus AI, where we can do more together than we could do apart. AI is pretty limited by itself. Humans... Uh, pretty amazing, but uh, they can be amplified by AI. So this real folks is saying, how is it specifically that we can use AI to be more, to achieve more, to to do more? So I've been sharing uh, some frameworks and building some frameworks and thinking and ideas around humans plus AI uh, over at uh, humansplustechnology.com. I've been launching some uh, other resources and delving deep into that, and also created a course. 
And this time I'm actually doing a cohort course. So Thriving and Overload course is an online course where people guide, go through the process of creating their own information plan. Whereas for Humans Plus AI, I thought it'd be useful to do a, a cohort course where everybody is there together, we're doing it live. And part of it is that, you know, I don't necessarily have all the answers. We're all learning together. Uh, so I can be a guide and having thought deeply about it and having some frameworks for it. But as a cohort course, we can work together to be able to uh, learn and to be as effective as possible in increasing our productivity with AI. So it's an extraordinarily exciting time. Uh, really, it feels like the, the world has come towards me and a lot of the things that I've always believed were possible. So a lot of this year, certainly, and, and beyond, I will be focusing on this theme of humans plus AI. Yeah, and I think, you know, something you mentioned really interesting, this is such a developing and quickly accelerating space. You know, we're all kind of learning how to use these tools and, you know, as they develop. And you mentioned that you're also learning. So I'm just curious, you know, what are you doing day to day to help you learn more about this space and to really position yourself as an expert, you know, in this environment? So uh, yes, there, the amount of information coming out right now about uh, AI is pretty intense. <laughs> and so I'm not able to keep up. Nobody's able to keep up. Uh, and so what I've been applying the lessons that I shared in uh, Thriving on Overload. Part of it is you know what I write about in the chapter on filtering, which is getting the right set of sources. These are the, those who are compiling, distilling the, the best information and newsletters are going to find the right communities, find the right people to share on social media, to be able to be selective around the sources so that I'm able to hone in on what is most useful and interesting and valid, I suppose, in the information that is created out there, to be able to apply my attention as I write about in chapter four and to be able to get blocks of time to really dig into and to explore and to try things and to experiment. But the single most valuable part is being the framing. So that's what I write about in chapter two on Thriving Alone is building frameworks. And that's really the heart of what I've been doing and creating and sharing is these frameworks for different aspects of human plus AI, the language that we use, the the different elements that humans and uh, AI can play together. Uh, I'll be sharing some more about the decision structures and so on. So I'm building my own frameworks as much as anything for myself in being able to frame what is happening, the relationships between what's happening, and of course, to share that with the world, but also along the journey using AI to develop my own thinking. Part of it's in research, and it's been interesting when you go to most of the uh, the current generative AI and ask them for what's the best research, they hallucinate and they make up <laughs> research that never existed, but still give you some interesting ideas sometimes. But the most useful has been where I create the beginnings of a framework and I bounce it off the AI to say, can you create some suggestions, some variations, some differences around that? So that actually helped me refine my thinking to find better language to be able to, to build that. So it's, it's a bit of an interactive process with the AI of developing the framework where, yes, I'm doing the hard work of really making sense of it. But AI has been really useful in being able to help me build these you know, mental models or frameworks of the, of the humans plus AI space. Yeah, that's so interesting. You're using the AI to help you learn how to better use the AI. So that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. 
Um, so you've, you've touched on it just a little bit, but really would love to dive into a bit more. You know, to some listeners, this might seem like a bit of, bit of an abrupt shift of focus. Um, so just kind of tell us about how this really ties into what you've been doing with Thriving on Overload, you know, how this ties into what you've been talking about on the podcast, you know, in the past. Yeah, and so it is only just over six months since uh, Thrive When Overload came out. And so now I'm sort of spending a lot of time on humans plus AI. But for me, they fit together completely. It is almost two facets of the same topic. So Thriving on Overload is around human cognition. Yeah, as humans, we take in information, we make sense of that, and we, you know, do useful and valuable things. We make decisions. We see opportunities. Uh, you know, we we guide our lives, and this is something which is challenging because our cognition is finite, our brains are limited, and we live in a world of unlimited information. So this is really the the quest for Thrive and Overload: is how do we get better at our cognition when we are overloaded, when there is unlimited amount of information, where we can take in what information makes the most sense, to be able to create the ways of thinking that are useful to us, to act more usefully. Now, humans plus AI builds on that and amplifies that by saying, well, how do we take individual human thinking and cognition and to make that better with technology, to be able to make that better? And part of that actually is is very directly in some ways of filtering information to be able to make sense of that. Part of it is, you know, just as I described and be able to uh, suggest to us mental models or ways of thinking to to be able to augment us. And part of it is simply applying that in our workflow, what we do every day so that the humans can do what they are best at and the AI can do what it's best at. But part of that journey is saying, well, if humans and AI each doing their role, then the we need to be as good as possible at what we do. And so that's the thriving and overload, is being better at the, the unique human capabilities we have to take in information to make sense of that world. So thriving on overload and humans plus AI, I think, fit together. And in a way, the humans plus AI without this idea of thriving and overload wouldn't be complete because it's just saying, all right, well, you're just going to use lots and lots of AI, but we need to be better ourselves at what it is we are best at, at that sense-making, at being able to refine our capabilities. So in a way, I think this is this is a perfect complement of these ideas of thriving and overload and amplifying human cognition and humans plus AI, which is taking that further into a you know, broader space of not just individual humans, but groups of humans and how that's complemented by technology. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, curious to get your thoughts on what are some ways listeners can begin to think about using AI to help them thrive? Well, that's part of what I want to explore from now. And, you know, in a way, so I've been delving, thought deeply, of course, around thriving and overload and wrote the book and sort of built my ideas further since then. Now delving into humans plus AI, and now it is the journey. <laughs> and so to uh, of what I'm sharing, what I'm creating and the podcast of, well, how these fit together. Um, you know, and I've touched on some of those ideas, I suppose, around this idea of how it is we can best use AI for filtering. Uh, how it is we can use AI for the framing and the thinking. And 
In the book, I wrote that synthesis is a unique human capability that keeps us ahead of machines. Now, I think it's really interesting that in this generative AI, that arguably it does have the capacity for synthesis. What it is doing is trolling all of the, the, the body of work of humans and making some connections in that, some of which are not obvious to us and some of which are novel to us. And I think that's really interesting. We're still the higher order. And so this is again where I think it's uh, part of what AI is doing is pushing us to higher order value. You know, and in a way, that's saying making us more human, making us go to where it is we are most distinct. So there are actually ways in which AI can help us with synthesis to be able to surface, hey, this is a connection which AI perceives, is this a useful perception or not? And But we still need the, humans have the broader context. What does this mean? You know, what, how does this make sense? What does this impact on who I am as a human? How does this impact society? How does this change organizations? AI is a you know, million miles away from being able to understand that, have that level of synthesis. So I think it's fascinating that AI now actually is able to help us with elements of the synthesis as input. And I think that's incredibly exciting where we can start to get AI to feed into the way in which we are pulling together ideas. And that's no longer the sole domain of humans. It's still what we do best by far, at a level far beyond what machines can do. But we can start to have AI, if we use it well, to be a tool for us to synthesize, to move to higher order thinking, to make sense, to view things as systems. Again, the AI can't do that, but it can assist it. So I think those are a few of the points which are really exciting in uh, how the AI can help us in our journey for thriving in a world of overload. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, really interesting point you made as well. I think a common misconception about this topic is that, you know, AI is going to take over our jobs and, you know, um, replace us. But really, the idea here is that we're able to integrate this to amplify our work and, you know, accelerate the way we do things and our productivity. So um, I think that's a, a pretty exciting concept that you're, that you're really developing. You are listening to the Thriving on Overload podcast. If you truly want to increase your information productivity, then check out the Thriving on Overload interactive course. It is designed to significantly enhance your information practices and habits, guiding you through creating your own personal information plan so you can excel in a world of overload. Go to thrivingonoverload.com slash course to find out more. Now back to the show. So just curious to know about how people can really identify ways to bring AI into their current workflows. You've, you've kind of shared a quote before, um, you know, people who are not leveraging AI in their day-to-day -day work will be unemployed and people who are using AI in their workflows, you know, are really going to succeed. So just curious, you know, to know a little bit more about that, you know, quote of yours and how you see this developing in the workplace. Part of it is the responsibility of individuals. Part of it is the responsibility of organizations. And I think for anything, it's for you know, not just AI, but other technologies or change. You know, we all have a responsibility for ourselves to learn, 
you know, if there's a changing world, if we don't keep on learning, we do get left behind. That's just a reality. And this is a very pointed thing where there's a, a very strong uh, development of things that do change what it is we can do and how we can work. And I think you know, we do have a responsibility to ourselves and our loved ones to to learn and say, all right, well, this is something which I might or might not find challenging or difficult or confronting, but we still need to engage with it. Say, so, you know, I'm not going to reject this. I'm not going to move away from saying, all right, this is something I need to understand more about. And that's part of your life. Your work is to learning around how it is you can achieve what it is you want to achieve, whatever that might be, having a saving the world or, you know, getting more promotions or whatever it is you might want. And so I think it's an opportunity and it is something which we need to do is to learn. Organizations need to be very conscious and thinking very deeply around how it is they bring this in. And, you know, the, for me, the starting point has to be you know, this is about humans plus AI. This is not about replacing people. Forget replacing people. That's just not, that's just not an intention. Forget it. Yes. Say, all right, look at the wonderful people we've got. How can we use them as best as possible? And their roles might change. We might need to educate them. We might need to give them different roles. We might find, need to find different ways of tapping their potential. So for both individuals and organizations, it is, you know, the first thing is really the mindset of, world is changing, we have to learn how to do it, and we have to focus on how it is people can do more and be more. So this is a journey. You know, it's every day there are pretty extraordinary announcements. And uh, the course uh, I'm running on AI-powered productivity starts in nine days, between now and then, there are going to be some big <laughs> announcements which are going to change the nature of what's happening. And yeah. during that course and beyond, things are going to be changing. So we need to be learning the principles. So the specifics are interesting and useful. Okay, here's a great tool. Let me try to use that. And in a way, rather than being overwhelmed by trying to keep on top of everything, it's almost like, all right, let's just try one thing. And you know, for example, I'd say try one of the uh, generative AI language tools, you know, the Bing or ChatGPT or Claude from Anthropic, and just each day put in a couple of queries, try to ask it some questions, see if it, give it something which you're doing and see if it can uh, offer any suggestions. And that's just part of that journey. If you're not playing with it, you can't learn what it can do. Yep. Yep. That makes a ton of sense. Um, and so you mentioned that you are working on frameworks, you know, you have this course coming up, just would love to know what can we expect from you moving forward? What kind of content are you going to be putting out there? Um, where can we find the resources that you're creating? And, you know, most importantly, what can we expect for the future of the podcast? So the, you know, the landing page for resources, humansplustechnology.com. And, and at the moment, it just provides some links to, you know, the few things which I'm doing in the space at the moment. And that will probably build that up over time. That's just like an easy reference point. So humansplustechnology.com. The, what's intriguing, you know, thinking, I'm thinking about deeply at the moment is, should the podcast change its name? 
because now I am focusing on thriving on overload, or that's what the podcast has been, and now I am broadening it to my work to include humans plus AI. And as I said, these topics fit completely together. But I feel that this frame of the name thriving on overload is restricting because there are some guests or some conversations or some topics which won't necessarily fit into this frame of thriving on overload. And so it feels it feels a bit restrictive at the moment. So I've been playing with some different names for thriving on overload, the podcast. And uh, so the, the top of the list at the moment is amplifying cognition. This idea, all right, cognition is how it is we make sense of the world, how we take in information, make sense and create things of value. And that's done both through the techniques of thriving and overload, but also through amplifying ourselves with uh, AI. And so there's some other names I've been playing with. One is amplifying humans, which is a bit broader, but maybe too broad. Uh, cognitive evolution, this idea which I actually raised in the last chapter of Thriving and Overload, which is saying, well, this is all about the evolution of our cognition. How do we make it better and develop it? And I, I think that's a strong frame for it, except um, it maybe sounds a bit uh, academic almost. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's other names, amplifying intelligence or uh, augmenting uh, productivity or things like that, which are sort of, you know, related, but along the same lines. So I'd love any listeners, if they have any thoughts on that, to let me know as whether they say, no, don't change it from thriving <laughs> overload or love the idea of amplifying cognition or whatever. So I, I don't, so, you know, it's a big decision to change the name of the podcast. It's been running for a year and a half. We've got some, you know, some wonderful guests and we've had, you know, some very good, uh, you know, listeners. It's growing. So want to be cautious about suddenly changing the the name and the the purview of the, the podcast. But I, I, I think we'll probably will need to shift and probably to this idea of amplifying cognition. What, what do you think, Ruby? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, I think I've been a part of the thriving on overload world and brand for, you know, a year now. So I, I'm kind of torn, you know, I have that um, relationship with thriving on overload and, you know, know that everything underneath that topic umbrella, you know, will exist in the podcast, in the course, in the book. Um, but at the same time, you know, I do think it's limiting because a lot of the topics that you'd like to explore and begin to really be an expert around don't fit under that umbrella. Um, so I do think, you know, it's about finding the right name um, that will help, you know, the, the current listeners really continue to be engaged with, you know, what you're putting out there, um, but also allow you to explore this new territory as well and, and continue to be an expert in that space. Um, so it sounds like nothing's set in stone yet, but I'm excited to kind of see how this continues to evolve. Um, and, you know, really great that you're kind of including the, the listeners and the community in this decision that you're making, um, because, you know, change can be scary or, you know, um, confronting, but uh, also, you know, you always say if you're not changing or you're not embracing that change, you're not growing, you're not um, helping create a better future if you're not open to that. So um, I think it's very in line with, you know, the Ross Dawson mentality and uh, really exciting stuff. Yeah, well, I think the key point is that it has to be 
clear that whatever it becomes is still thriving on overload plus more. Yeah. It's not it's not leaving it behind. It's not becoming something that it wasn't. It's just adding to what it was already. So whatever it becomes, whether it's amplifying cognition, whatever, it's still thriving on overload, but with other things as well. So we'll still have some very similar conversations that we already had around, you know, the way people, people's information habits, how it is that they thrive in the world of uh, overload, but also adding to that, you know, many of the incredible possibilities from how technology can augment us. Uh, so yeah, and, and absolutely, this is about, you know, this episode is about inviting uh, feedback and thoughts from uh, anybody about uh, where we're going with this. Exciting stuff. Right. Well, wonderful to have a conversation with you, Ruby. Wonderful to chat with you, Ross. Thanks for sharing um, all of these new exciting ideas and the evolution of Thriving on Overload. Really excited to see what's next. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want more resources to help you thrive in a world of exponential information, go to thrivingonoverload.com where you can find all podcast episodes, transcripts, show notes, excerpts from my book, Thriving on Overload, the Thriving on Overload interactive course, and a trove of other useful content and resources, including a weekly Tips for Thriving newsletter to keep across it all. If you like this episode, please do help us be found by giving us a rating or review, and subscribe if you'd like to hear more. This is Ross Dawson. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.